Welcome to Crushing It, a podcast with notes of knowledge, hints of hilarity, fun forward, and super cheesy, which always pairs well with wine. That's good. Mm. <laughs> a little bit of class goes a long way. That's all I'm saying. It's really pleasurable mouthfeel. On a scale of like prison hooch to a Willamette Valley sunrise, I would rate this a solid seven. Girl knows what she wants. <laughs> they need to put wine in pounders. I'd like to get my hands on that Methuselah. What is that? <laughs> oh shit about this wine. <laughs> Welcome to Crushing It. Welcome, Crushing It. I'm Sarah. I'm Carly, the Woo Girl. And Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. We're and a our... Happy New Year. There it is. You're welcome. Our, <laughs> our gift to you is this episode <laughs> dropping on Christmas Day. Yeah. So does that mean that you were all naughty or nice? Because I don't know. Here uh... you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're, uh, we're on vacation, and we're not going to give you guys a lesson today. We're just going to have a fun holiday intro, and then uh, we'll take you to our next spot. Absolutely. Sarah, <laughs> since it's Christmas, can I ask you a few Christmas would-you-rathers? Oh, if you must. Okay. Would you rather open Christmas presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? I mean... My family's always done one on Christmas Eve and the rest on Christmas morning. I'm going Christmas morning. I'm very busy Christmas Eve, having wine, playing playing games, <laughs> watching movies. So that all that happens there. And then Christmas yes. morning, nice cup of coffee. Everybody's like excited. Yes, Christmas morning. What about you? I'm definitely a Christmas morning type person mostly because I am just very traditional and like that's the rule that has been set but mm. we too also always got to open one gift but it was a chosen gift by my mom and dad we never mm -hmm. got to choose and it was always Christmas pajamas so you wear them Christmas Eve and then you wake up in your Christmas pajamas and then open all the other gifts so I'm definitely a Christmas morning and Nick kept trying to get me to open up presents early, and mm. I denied him each time. So <laughs> now he gets to open up presents because it's Christmas. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's been up since around four in the morning. Oh, e yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, next one. Would you rather have Christmas in a very snowy location or in a warm tropical location? Like I it. know this I is was, a hard one. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna go snowy. I want to have Christmas snowy, and then I can hop on a plane and go spend um, New Year's sunny. Oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I've had it both ways. I have I do. <laughs> yeah, I love a beautiful snowy Christmas. I mean, there's just something very fairy tale or you know hallmark movie something about it yeah. but i've also had christmas in hawaii and you know 
I'll take a decorated palm tree. So, oh, I don't know. I'll go snowy, but yeah, I'll be on the next flight with you to yeah. someplace really warm. <laughs> That's a tough one. Both obviously have their merits. Yes. Uh, okay, last one. Were you naughty or nice? Oh my God, have you met me? <laughs> I was so nice. Yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I know. Obviously. Obviously. Um, okay, thanks for playing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I, I know that you've been spending the last 25 days watching movies. Give us some recs here. What do we got? Oh my gosh. So on my personal Instagram, I have been showcasing at least one Christmas movie for the last 25 days. And uh, I definitely tried to save the best for last, although that was very difficult. Um, Top favorite movies though, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Uh, Some people say it's those aren't Christmas movies and I have to disagree. Um, I also saved Elf and White Christmas for last. I love those movies. Oh, and The Santa Claus, the first one with Tim Allen. Those are your top ones. Those are my top four Christmas movies. Yes. I see that, um, I see that Die Hard only got four Christmas trees. What's the deal? I didn't feel it in my Christmas heart to give it five. (laughs) Although I did get many uh, DMs from men, (laughs) from a lot of my guy friends saying, how dare you only give them, uh, give this movie four Christmas trees out of five. And um, yeah, I just had to tell them, you know, it just, it wasn't giving me the warm, fuzzy feeling that the Santa Claus or White Christmas gives me, so I had to give it four. I mean, I, I felt suppose, like I was pretty generous. Yeah, I suppose it has to do with, like, you know, the shooting of people and the bombs and whatnot. There's a lot of blood. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Carly, Christmas means different things to different people. Yes. For those, <laughs> for those murderers and terrorists out there listening, I'm sorry I gave your diehard movie only four. <laughs> That's all right. We don't watch we don't watch Die Hard on Christmas. We're more of a um, well, there'll always be the um, 24 hour marathon of a Christmas story. My mother, my mother hates it. My brothers and I are fans. It's probably nostalgia. It's okay. I know you're not a fan. I'm not a fan, although uh, it's on the list because that is Nick's and his family's favorite Christmas movie. So it did make it on the list. It's a good one, um, especially just to kind of have in the background. You always know what's going on wherever you happen to turn on TBS or TNT or whatever plays it for 24 hours. (laughs) That is true. 24 hours of, you'll shoot your eye out. Who wouldn't love that? Uh, That's not the best part. Um, yes. and then we watch Scrooged by Bill Murray. <laughs> yes, you did ask me to put that on my list and I just didn't have time. That's okay. Um, it's just, uh, it's a funny one. And then, um, my mom stays up later than everybody and ends up watching White Christmas late at night. And so I often am there for that. 
Excellent. And there is a, um, there's a specific version of A Christmas Carol. You know, there's all kinds of versions. Oh, yes. And I cannot tell you what year this is from, but it's really old. And it's where the ghost of, oh, gosh, is it present, Christmas present? Oh, I don't remember. He's giant and he's like wearing, he's like a king. He's drinking out of like a golden goblet and he's wearing this robe and he is oh yeah, super drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we kind of watched that one. And that one has like the real ghost of Christmas future too, where it's like <laughs> he falls into a grave and like goes to hell. Yeah, <laughs> there are, you're right. There are a lot of versions of that. I watched three different versions yeah. And uh, one very dark. Um, it did have a few F-bombs, which made me like it a little bit more. And then uh, I compared that to the Muppets Christmas Carol and to Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol. So I really tried to do <laughs> quite a few <laughs> just Definitely. to make sure. Yeah, obviously that one is dark compared to the Muppets. <laughs> yes. Ending with Mickey Mouse was a good choice on my part. Yeah, absolutely. You know what else has a bunch of F-bombs? Die Hard. Ooh, tell me. Oh, yeah, it did. (laughs) (laughs) I I had never seen it before, this. And so um, I had always just really wanted to see where the yippee-i-k... How does it go? (laughs) Yippee-ki-a. Yeah, yippee-ki-a, mother effers. Yeah, I wanted to see where that came from, so... Now I have. Now you have. <laughs> Your year is complete. Yep. I'm ready for uh, anything now. Oh, we're all ready for 2020 to end. Lordy. Hey, yep. um, favorite Christmas song? Mm, I would say my favorite Christmas song is Do You Hear What I Hear? Specifically, the Whitney Houston version. Whoa. Yes. Very good. Yeah. What about you? Um, I guess it depends on what mood I'm in. If I want to like torture people and drive them crazy, then I'll throw barking dogs. Uh, Dominic the donkey, so close. Oh, Jesus Christ! He's the Italian Christmas donkey. He's so fun. And then, um, (laughs) when I was a kid, my mom would always play Bing Crosby. So I love all the Bing Crosbys. But there is a very um lesser known song on this tape that we had that was called Christmas Dinner Country Style. And I really enjoyed oh. that song. It's nice. You can find it on Spotify now. So I was like, oh my gosh, I can listen to it again. And then you can listen on Spotify as well as our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's nice. um what else? I don't know. I like the cl- I like rocking around the Christmas tree. I like sleigh ride. Kind of some classic ones too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Little Drummer Boy. Oh, oh. I love Little Drummer oh. Boy. That's my mom's favorite. But um, this year, I was telling you, she added a new song to her Christmas playlist. <laughs> by, Who's uh, the singer? Kelly, Kelly Clarkwood. Do you know that song? Clarkwood. <laughs> uh, so she's loving, um, yeah, Kelly Clarkson's song, which is kind of funny. Not usually her style. So I was like, great, add it to our Christmas playlist. It's so good. I do like that. I feel like your mom and I are very similar. Oh, God, even though no. I've never met her. <laughs> no. We have the same taste in a lot of things. <laughs> oh, interesting. We'll see about that. <laughs> Man, 
Hey, um, it's Christmas. I got you a little something. I got you a little something. Yay! Should we open? Uh, you go ahead. Okay. All right. I was really good and I didn't peek. I know you totally could have because I just rolled it up in tissue. Could have. It was making an interesting noise when I shook it. So. <laughs> oh, oh, cool. Okay. So first of all, um, is this Pendleton? Yes. Uh, love that. So Pendleton, um, I'm going to say it's a wallet. Mm. Is that? Open it. <gasps> Crushing it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have my own card, a business card to hand to people. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so cool. Look how official I we are. I love seeing my name on things. That's very official. Which just oh means my gosh. that the sound that you heard at the bottom is the rest of your cards in their box. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. <gasps> Thanks, Sarah. So I thought I was being all clever and cute by getting like square ones instead of rectangles. But then, yeah. I, but then I went out to try to find you a case and I was like, oh my God, this doesn't exist. And so... Um, <laughs> My genius roommate, Gail, made you that little um, holder. Gail. She pulls through with any Pendleton craft. Any craft at all, really. She can sew oh, anything. This is so awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, sure. Merry Christmas. Um, okay, your turn. I which one first? Um, open the little one first. Mm, little one. Cute paper. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, there's a lot of tape on here, Carly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you also didn't peek. Oh, my God. It has four layers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I really just rolled it in a <laughs> giant piece of paper. <laughs> it's the headphones. Should I use them right now? <laughs> Let's not change anything <laughs> in fear that this would all be ruined. <laughs> This will actually be the real test to be like, is it just my voice or is it actually the headphones that you have? <laughs> That's true because um, my headphones I bought out of necessity when I landed in, where was I going? San Diego last, gosh, January. And I realized, oh shoot, I forgot headphones for my laptop and there's no way that I'll be able to get anything done if I don't have my headphones. So I bought these silly pink headphones in the San Diego airport and they have just been really good so now Sarah gets a pair <laughs> a purple pair thank goodness we won't get them mixed up we won't get them mixed up <laughs> a purple, you get to be purple purple pair of gummy plus headphones thanks that's right oh you are so welcome look at us business gifts <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, I won't. I won't take any hidden messages from my ho 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 bag. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> nor should you. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Next box. I didn't even shake mine. I have no idea what's going on. Oh no. That's good. Oh what? Uh, do I need a box knife to get into this? Is that packaging tape? No, I think I just used scotch tape. Are you sure? Uh, no, I'm not sure. It's been a while. Oh, wait. 
I can get to the end. Nope, definitely packaging tape. <laughs> okay. If this is what I oh. <laughs> It's a crushing it mug. Crushing it, and it has <laughs> You're gonna have to take a picture and send it to me because I forgot to. But I think the listeners should get to see our Christmas presents to each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, your peace signing. <laughs> Duh. Oh my gosh, how funny! That's awesome. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you are so welcome. Actually, um. <laughs> what your gift was going to be. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a mug that says, I wish you lived next door. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you didn't get it. Cause it just makes me so sad. <laughs> Start crying. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> a cup to hold all of my tears. That's right. Yay. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Yay. How fun. You're good at this. You're good at this. Oh, man. And Gail is good at this. I know. Gail is pretty good. This is so cool. Did you get um, cards for yourself, too? I did. Okay, good. Okay, good. Otherwise, I'll just be like, Carly, <laughs> give him a card. Yeah. Uh, see my manager. She has all the cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of managers, I think Jeremy thinks he's our manager. He should be our manager. Well, he's kind of our, our uh, biggest fan, but he's also our biggest critic or maybe my biggest critic. And so um, yeah. with that, I do want to say that he felt like we were kind of making fun of Dr. Upton on the last episode. What? Making fun? Because we kept saying Whoa. doctor. And I was like, no, she earned doctor. We just really wanted to use doctor. Yes, she's a doctor. <laughs> yeah, she worked hard for that. I mean, even though we were laughing about how, like, you got people to pay for you to travel, it was work, and her research was work, and her um, dissertation was work, all of it. And so I'm oh, yeah. super impressed. If I was a doctor, I'd want people to call me doctor. I will get my doctorate, and I will make people call me doctor. <laughs> I mean, we are friends, so yeah, half the time I was calling her Erin anyway, but really... She uh, obviously knows her stuff and earned that title. So I was like, dang, doctor. Yes. And that was super fun. We're going to have study sessions every once in a while. We're going to try and find more um, experts to help us understand little things. And hopefully people find them informational and interesting. I mean, I'm learning a lot. So I hope other people are too. Yeah. And I ran into our good friend, Ben, and he was like, I learned a lot on that episode with your friend, Erin. Nice. And I was like, I think you've met her, but yeah. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. And he also, thanks, ben. yeah, thanks, Ben. He also was like, good job doing this. My friends and I sit around in the garage and drink beer and say we should start a golf podcast, but we would never do it. I was like, yeah, well, you know, we're doing we're it. Doing it. <laughs> we're doing it well and before I forget not only is Jeremy our manager our critic um he is also apparently our research assistant yes which has been super useful because I would not have found those two articles that he sent and that might 
be an episode or two in the future. Yeah. Well, this one won't be an episode. I just thought it was so funny because of, you know, because, because Alabama, right? So <laughs> That's all you're going to say. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> we probably could make a whole episode out of like weird shit that happens in Alabama. But um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I don't there. know that it'll all be related. And so this yeah. is um, the the headline is illegal sewage plant winery busted in Alabama. Yep. Yeah. So that's interesting shit. <laughs> so apparently there's a sewage plant in a town called Rainsville in Alabama. Uh I think it is, uh, oh, yep, uh, 100 miles northeast of Birmingham. It's a town of about 5,000 people. Uh, shout out, Rainsville. What up? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess the, the sheriff <laughs> received an anonymous tip about a potential alcohol operation in the municipal sewage plant. <laughs> in that is just so fucking weird it's so gross (laughs) so uh the mayor i think um comes and lets them in and the investigators discovered what they describe as a large illegal winery inside the wastewater treatment plant (laughs) so um they did so cheers to them huh They did arrest somebody for it. Apparently, it was hundreds of gallons of red and white. So good for them. Um, Wow. Diverse. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, And uh, they're unsure or they were unsure in the stuff that I read, whether they were actually selling it or um, or if they were just giving it to family and friends. Oh, my God. Can you imagine with a straight face trying to sell that actually they ruined this no. guy's christmas because now he's like dang what am i supposed to give my family <laughs> yeah i'm sure that's where he wants to start with the bad news from this situation that's right now alabama of course it's still you know moonshine right it's still right it's still legal to have 15 gallons of homemade wine or beer um but most definitely illegal to have hundreds and probably, I mean, it's probably not in the specific law, but probably like making it in the sewage plant. Maybe that's yeah. Although maybe not a stated law, it probably is frowned upon at least. There's gotta be something in there that covers it. You would think. Yeah. You would think. Um, I feel like, uh, it would be fun to have people come up with, uh, names for this wine label. Oh, I like that. Okay. Well, we'll put something out there. And if uh, anybody has a good idea for a name of this winery, let's call it, Uh um, you can either uh, email us or DM us us on our Instagram, Crushing It Podcast. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, anyway. So thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate, yeah. appreciate the research. <laughs> I love that. I love that he found it and I do appreciate him sharing it because that seriously was such a ridiculous read that I was like, I mean, sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? This should be real life. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe it'll be the best wine coming out of 2020, but <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, um, hey, this uh, this episode, we're heading out to Beacon Hill. Yes, we are, which is pretty close to McMinnville, so don't have to go too far. Um, but just far enough in the countryside where uh, we have some nice views. Yeah, and we were lucky. It's kind of funny. We keep... <laughs> We keep getting these beautiful winter days, like sunny blue skies. And so our pictures that we're putting out there, people are like, dang, winter in Oregon is gorgeous. Um, yep. The magic of Instagram first reality. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, it was a beautiful winter day, but just so everybody knows, winter has now morphed into torrential downpours. The skies have opened up. Half of the state of Oregon was on a flood watch this week, so. <laughs> yes, and today, back to blue skies and beautiful, however, so, so cold. Um, so cold. So cold, yes, it is. Um, yeah, I think we've got a couple clear days, and then the rain will roll back in for us, as is an Oregon winter. <sighs> of course. Um, what do we need about... Uh, Beacon Hill, anything? I think it's probably covered. I think it's covered. I think we just need to head out there and drink some wine. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, do what we do best. So um, happy holidays, merry everything, grab a glass of wine, yes. and let's go to Beacon Hill. Yay, cheers. Cheers. Bum, 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 bum. We made it to another one. Sarah, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally ready. Totally ready and yeah. hydrated. Okay. Yes. So welcome to Beacon Hill. And we are with our friend Paige Ponder. <laughs> and uh, welcome Paige. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Oh yes. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm trying to get my uh, ASMR voice going uh, on, yeah. but I don't think that's gonna <laughs> go well. Don't worry. I'm on this podcast also. <laughs> Your voice will be just a treat. make sure we can hear you oh because my, my partner here has to turn up her volume every single episode because I really her voice is small and delicate, just mm. like her dainty. I like to dainty. Say. I'm I'm teaching myself this editing software, so one of the things I've had to learn how to do was go into when I talk and just like move my line up. Got it. Got Sometimes. it. <laughs> Move the line down. I'll probably be right in the middle, so that way oh, you got the whole trifecta going on there. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Yes. Yeah. Well, cool. we're at Beacon Hill, and Paige, you're going to kind of bring us through yeah. some of the wine and just kind of tell us a little bit more about this place. There's so much going on here. It's yeah. not just wine. It's not just the tasting room or the vineyard. I mean, there's... Airbnbs here, so yes. it seems like there's something for everybody. Basically, it's Disneyland for wine lovers. What oh, I like to think. I am as instantly it. happy. That's why. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Beacon Hill. It's wonderful. Obviously, the sun is shining today, and it's really beautiful. So you can see, um, not really like the coastal range at Onami, but you kind of have the Shehalem Mountains going on there. And um, yeah, I love that we have a little bit of everything. So delicious wine and then the Airbnb rentals. 
and uh, we're so known for having weddings galore. And when you look at the property, you kind of sense why it would be ideal for weddings. Um, but what I love is the story with Beacon Hill. So the owners are George and Carla, husband and wife. And then we have a fantastic winemaker, Sean Davis, and he actually helps out to make wine for a lot of other labels, so not just us. He has Marshall Davis and Carlton. Yes. Okay. I, was like, I was like, not just talking we about literally, Sean. Yes. Hey, Sean, we just messaged you. Yes. <laughs> Check Instagram Messenger. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and I will put in a good word, be like, Sean, you just got to do it, man. They're, oh my they're, gosh. they're awesome. <laughs> uh, please. I love them. Those guys are awesome. And yeah. I really like their wines. So, yes. Yeah. They're, they're a good time for sure. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like family run owned business kind of like the previous one that you guys were at uh, Siltstone and um, basically that is it you guys definitely need to come out and check it out in a sense to kind of get a feel for um, the building in a sense because of the architecture and I'm sure when we talk about the history that will go way more into that because it's a pretty interesting story so yeah this yeah. building is nuts I'm not really sure I, I don't know how to do describe it. like where I'm at. It's, yes. I feel like I'm Snow White, but in a gigantic, beautiful, outdoorsy mansion cabin. Yeah, mm. I like all of those. But in Italy, <laughs> the mansion cabin. The mansion cabin. Yes. Where am I? What is this place? It's so beautiful. I just I love it. Um, yeah. So. Going into that bit about the tasting room, the architect is from Romania. And so what he does is he buys property and kind of builds really extravagant buildings as opposed to like normal traditional. And his vision for this property in particular was to go for the Tudor Hall theme. And that's why when you look outside, it has that uh, similarity with, you know, want to be castle, but not all the way. And he wanted to have what you saw downstairs on the side with like this uh, big glass window. He wanted that to be the entrance and to have this big stained glass mural. And there's a photo of it and I'll show you guys that. But he wanted that to be the entrance. So people would have to literally hike up to the door and be so parched and drink lots of wine, hopefully. But say uh, la vie, that's not the case. <laughs> and um, yeah, so he built it and he was wanting to kind of live upstairs where we're at right now in the ballroom. This would be his house with his wife and I don't think they had children. I don't know too much about it, but um, yeah. So downstairs would be the tasting room and you know, happy life, right? Oh Making wine, all that stuff. Living in a castle mansion in yes. Italy, like you said earlier. <laughs> okay. Yes. I could live here. Yeah. You know, since I'm full time, I kind of live here in a sense. So it's That's all right. Because luckily there's plenty of bathrooms and one has a shower. So <laughs> we're good to go. Oh, yeah. And lots of wine. That's delicious. Yes. So. Yes. And um, yeah, so the current owners, George and Carla, as I mentioned previously, they purchased from this architect. I really should know this guy's name. I don't, so he is Romanian architect in my book. I like the mystery of that. Yeah, kind of adds to the story. Mm -hmm. But um, yes, yeah, so they purchased back in 2010. 
The story is really funny, so I don't know if you've seen the movie Under the Tuscan Sun. So with Diane Lane, yes. she goes to Tuscany, yes. buys that house, all that stuff, right? Actually, I read the book. Oh, oh well. I definitely only read <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watched yeah. the movie. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered, and it had recipes in it. Ooh, mm -hmm. nice. Um, yeah, so George and Carla, they came out here to the vineyard to rent some um, equipment for the vineyard because George, he is a vineyard manager. That's how he's been in the industry for a bit now. And so they were out just looking around. It's so beautiful. They kind of enjoying the day. And the architect wanted to have them over for dinner. And so the house across the way from our tasting room, the Airbnb rental, as we've mentioned, that's where he was living while he was working on this, while he was building it. And so he says, come on in and invites them over for dinner and uh, shows them inside here and nothing is done. So like the movie Under the Tuscan Sun, it was literal walls. The flooring wasn't done. The staircase that we went up was not done. They had to use a ladder a certain way to get up here. So they were scaling to come up. <laughs> oh my gosh. And yeah, but they must have saw some form of magic, right? So having dinner with this guy, a couple bottles in, and uh, he's like, hey, I don't, I don't want it anymore. And they're, they're like, well, we don't want it. <laughs> you got a lot of work going on there, buddy. And we have our normal nine to fives, wow. And they threw some numbers down, and all of a sudden, a couple days later, uh, signed in papers. And so <laughs> Beacon Hill came up from that. So basically, uh, hopefully that was a really good dinner. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah, or just a lot of wine. A lot of wine. I'm, I'm gonna go for both. Let's That's both. fair. Yeah, but. Okay, Romanian architect never had a tasting room here. He did not. Had vineyards? No. Okay. So we'll do a little rewind. So apologies, listeners. You're probably so confused, but. Just drink some wine. Yes. Do <laughs> Don't worry. We yeah. tell them to drink before we get here. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Got to have that loud pop noise, right? <laughs> so um, you, I'm sure you're familiar with Soder Winery in this area. Mm -hmm. And so um, Tony Soder owned this whole property. And so he owned the vineyard and actually built that cabin that's up on the hill in like the early 80s. And so it's mostly just for them, like family, friends to kind of rent out. And then he built the Airbnb because they're like, wait, this cabin is really cool and we have all this property, let's build something else to kind of have another source of revenue. And so then this Romanian guy comes up, sees the property, found this chunk basically where the tasting room is now and purchased it. But just this part, not the vineyard, not the house or rentals. And so then uh, Soders were finally like, this doesn't make sense. Let's just- You're in the middle of all of You're in the middle stuff. of it. Like literally in the middle. So let's just figure out a deal. And so we purchased it. And they started working on the tasting room back in 2007. And then 2008 hit. Dun, 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 kind of like 2020, but not as bad. <laughs> and uh, so they had to stop working on it for a year. 2009, he started up again. 2010, Carla and George came out and then purchased it. And uh, George and Carla, they have their normal nine to fives, like I mentioned. And so on off days, weekends, they would try to work on this place bit by bit and uh, didn't have any wine yet, basically. So then in 
15, they were able to actually pour some of the wine that we were able to produce, but nothing was done upstairs where we're at or even downstairs when you first walk in. And so they were just pouring down in the cellar on literally Saturday and Sunday, and that's it. It was very small, wow. all that and stuff. Then, uh, 2016, they finally had everything done. So downstairs when you first walk in and upstairs and we were able to start pouring wine, but we were still only doing it on weekends, about Friday through Sunday. And um, that's how we got rolling. And then we received Sean Davis and at the end of 2016 and he started helping us make some wine and we're super grateful because he knows the stuff and eventually you're gonna get to try it out. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Whoa, what, what is, is the yes. production of Beacon Hill? We only produce 1,200 cases a year. Whoa. Yeah. And we have, like I said, we'll get more into it. We have a, a, like quite a bit of land and we grow a lot. And so we do sell a lot of our fruit. And hopefully we're trying to get there. Um, by 2022, we're going to try to bump that up, go from 1,200 to at least maybe 1,500 and kind of from there. Um, cause why not? We have so many like grapes and different varietals, which is really fun. And Sean does a great job. So is it 50 acres, 50 acres here, but for, um, the vineyard, it's only about 22 because okay. this takes up so much and then the house and cabin. So, and then everything that you make is here on site. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We grow everything and we make everything here in house. Um, the property here, the vineyard, we have three different varietals. Yes. So we have Pinot Noir, obviously, because we're in Pinot Noir land. We have uh, Riesling. We have Chardonnay. And excuse me, we have four different varietals because our newest one, it is the Albarino, so Spanish white wine. And it's a whole lot of fun and not very common in this area because we are so chilly and cold. Yeah. So it is more Southern Oregon and that's where we got the clippings from another winery. It's called Albacella and they've been doing that varietal for about 25 years. So they know their stuff and they were really kind to share it with us. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, cool. it's really fun. And then we have our two vineyards in the Dundee Hills. Um, so we have La Colina, which is our largest. We have about 55 acres over there. And then, um, you know, how it is like the little tractor road, it's the next vineyard, and that is our La Sierra, and that's our smallest, and we only have about 15 acres there. So, but just all Pinot, and we sell a lot of fruit from our La Colina, and kind of comes full circle, because a lot of times people come in and that have been tasting around in the area for a while, and they're like, La Colina, didn't somebody else have that? And we're like, Yes, you've probably ran into it at other wineries. Um, we've sold to Holleran and Dundee, Rex Hill, things like that, because it's been around for a while, this property. Wow. Yeah, cool. So years ago, the first yeah. time I was here was during a thing called the Lachlan Loop. Yep. That still happens. Uh, in non-COVID times? In non-COVID times, yes, we, we did do like it. like to do it during Christmas time. They had the Laughlin Loop Christmas theme. Oh, that's oh, a fun going That's on. cute. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, so this is another cool, we can call it a wine neighborhood. 
for you yes. to come out. You might have to go for a little country cruise to get out here. Yes. Beautiful drive, of course. Yeah. We were on a gravel road at we one point. We did go on a gravel road. But um, if you come out here, then you've got a bunch of different awesome wineries to choose from. Yeah, And they all have very different kind of personalities. And so I like this area. I send people out here a lot. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool because you have our tasting room, what it looks like, and then quite a few modern ones and smaller ones, which is super fun. Yeah. Shall we start the wine? I think so, because yes. I've had wine in my glass for a while now compared yeah. to you guys, and that's not, Let's drink. That's yeah. not fair. Come on. <laughs> Paige Come Bamboozled on. us. Picture <laughs> up. <laughs> Alrighty, ladies. So first up is our 2019 Rosé of Pinot Noir. So all Pinot from this property that we're hanging out on at Beacon Hill. So Yamhill Carlton. As you can uh, see by the color, very pretty, light, so peachy, salmon-y yes. kind of vibe going on there. Um, we kind of go for the drier side on all of our wines, which Yay. I know most people agree with that, thank Definitely. goodness. <laughs> that is our palette. Yes. Um, so for this one, why the color? And I'm sure you know this, but uh, for listeners that are just trying to get a little bit of actual knowledge with mm -hmm. some wine, it's all about uh, skin contact to juice. So when we harvest the grapes and we sort through them, and basically they're pressed off. Um, we leave the skins on top of the juice. And so our winemaker, Sean, he prefers about two days. And uh, usually on that second day, we remove them, but it's still very light color. And then right before bottling, just shoot a little extra color in there just to kind of give it a, a definite formality. Um, this one it is fermented in the plastic flex egg, so we're going for the Ooh, softer approach. We haven't approach. come across that yet in our yeah. adventure. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, it's something different because a lot of the rosés in this area is stainless steel, so it kind of feels very like crisp and kind of leaves a nice feel at the end. But um, we're just wanting to go for more developed. You know, you're tasting a lot more than just a little bit of fruit and crispy peel on your palate. Um, I actually pick up quite a bit of minerals going on there. And as far as fruit, I get a little bit of apricot, which is super fun. Oh. And I enjoy this one all year round. We had it at Thanksgiving. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, rosé in the winter yeah. is so, so good. Yeah, you People need to, forget about that. You need a break from reds. Reds are nice sexy, but... It's very good. Yeah. That way. Yeah, this is the only wine that we do with the plastic. Um, everything else is either stainless steel or oak barrel. So yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I enjoy it. I think as far as a wine that Beacon Hill is known for, I would say probably this guy just because um, rosés are becoming so popular again. It's not the grotesque Boone's Farm <laughs> sweet. <laughs> I remember so. a good night or two. We've had, yes, we've talked about this before too. <laughs> it's always going to come College. up. Yeah. I mean, I what mean, could you afford? Strawberry Hill, bless you. Yeah. But let's replace you with Beacon Hill. Yes. We've got to get some class going on That's now. Right. A little class goes a long way, somebody likes to say. Class, class, class. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just saw the little cabin on yeah. the glass. So cute. Yes, people love our glasses. Um, I enjoy that our logo is just very simple. 
I think some logos around this area are starting to get a little too busy. Just focus on what you're trying to get across. And we were just having this conversation. Mm -hmm. The yeah. simplicity of a label yeah. can create this, I don't know, elevated experience. Yes. Um, does Beacon Hill, is that like, are we on an actual hill called Beacon? So we are on a hill, <laughs> but Look the am I on a hill? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Let's get a map out. We love maps, right? I can read a map. <laughs> I cannot, so it's okay. So it's all right. Um, yeah, so as far as it being called Beacon Hill, no. Okay. Um, there's actually a lot of Beacon Hills like out there in the world. And so there's actually a residency in um, a residential area, excuse me, in Washington and in the summer pre-COVID. Yeah. And um, this big group of people came and they're like, yeah, we live in Beacon Hill and we saw the logo and we had to come. And so like they're taking pictures by it like crazy. Legit touristy wow. Disneyland yes. moment. So <laughs> they were really excited about that. They were super excited. So they had to buy a couple of glasses, which was great. We got a whole lot. So on yes, to hill, Carly. No yes beacon. To the hill. Yes. There's no literal <laughs> beacons the, the around. The cabin is a beacon. Yes, because it's like relaxation. The beacon mm. of the lights. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Yeah, I want to stay there. Yeah. Now that I know that there's an indoor restroom. Yes. <laughs> we, we like things rustic, but not that rustic, I promise. I do have to ask, um, I have PTSD from it. Okay. I accidentally, as a joke, thought it was going to be really funny to stay at an Airbnb okay. where it seemed very camping-like. Mm. Um, camping or glamping? Oh, well, mm. I would still call it camping. Okay. Um, but I mean, it looked very cute, like very small. It was just, everything was all in one small room. It was a tiny house. Okay. Um, there was a little wood fire stove. So, I mean, it just looked adorable. And there were paintings of wolves on the wall. So Ooh, I'm thinking, classy. how much fun is this gonna be? I'm gonna win wife of the year because I'm gonna take my husband <laughs> camping in a tiny house. Not camping. And we get there, there is, <laughs> there is no bathroom inside. There's no bathroom inside. I had to go outside the tiny house to a, we'll call it a bathroom, I suppose, but it was a maze of, I don't know, bamboo. Okay. So you go in this maze and then you end up at the bucket. There's no roof over me. Uh, are you kidding me? No. So now I ask, and yes. I will always ask from forever now, is there a restroom in your location? Um, understandable. Also, <laughs> not camping. Oh. Not oh. camping. But maybe like the fact of going outside for the bathroom counts as camping. Because I mean, Thank that's you. what you do anyways. But the yeah. teeny house, not so much. Perhaps. <laughs> but since I had to go to the bathroom outside, yeah. I call it camping. But now I'm very aware that that should be a question. Yeah. Got to add it to the list. I don't <laughs> <Yep>. know. 
Lesson learned, folks. Always ask, do you have an indoor bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> You're down at the Atticus. Like, does this room Excuse come me. with a bathroom? Um, it's a question. <laughs> no, it's a question. Exactly. Airbnbs. But, folks, Beacon Hill, we know what we're doing. Yeah, it's a nice, that will comfortable not stay. Here. Rope not included. Bathrooms <laughs> inside. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so there's two Airbnbs here. Yes. The one that is across the lawn mm -hmm. from the tasting room. Larger party, obviously. Yes. It's uh, three bedrooms, two and a half baths, so you can easily have three different couples to rent it out. Um, basically, downstairs is the master uh, bedroom and bathroom, and you go upstairs, and there's the living room and kitchen, kind of open concept feel, so it's kind of nice when you're cooking meals and want to hang out with everyone still. And then the two bedrooms and a two and a half bath are upstairs. But it has a great like patio on the outside and a barbecue so you can cook and all kinds of chairs. And I mean, you get to look out of vineyard and all kinds of trees, so it's not too shabby. Uh, yes. yes. And then the cabin up the hill. The cabin up the hill. So cute. It's a little bit more rustic than the house across the way, because as Carly was uh, concerned with the bathroom being inside or outside, yes. it kind of looks like a fire escape lookout, if any of you are familiar with that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nick just asked me if I wanted to stay in one. Well, there you go. No, I won't because there's no bathroom. Well, I'm saying ours, it looks like one, <laughs> but... Yeah. The world. I'm going to suggest this place yes. instead. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's just for, uh, that cabin is just for two guests. Um, actually, my husband and I uh, did one night in there recently for our anniversary. So it was our first time staying in there and my husband basically wanted to move in. Uh, has a wonderful view. Upstairs is where the bed is, and it's Windows 360, so really beautiful uh, sunsets and sunrises up there, for oh sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, let's Thank go you. camping. Appreciate it. Yeah. We're going camping? Yeah. Let's go oh, glamping. <laughs> I'll test it out first. <laughs> Okay. Very nice. Sounds good. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, enjoy the rosé. Yes. Good? Yes, it is so super, good. super nice. And uh, I'm glad that you brought up that you had it for Thanksgiving because I think it looks beautiful on a Thanksgiving table. It does. Yeah. You don't always have to have red wine. We do mm -hmm. live in red wine land for sure. But luckily, uh, you know, there's rosé. It is a red wine technically but a little lighter. And then uh, some whites are really starting to come up again. Uh, Chardonnay is actually, you know, becoming a good name again, because let's face it, California mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of ruined it. Oh, I didn't say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it's really fun to kind of see how the wine industry is uh, getting out there for y the younger crowd. I've enjoyed that, um, you know, my friends, you know, in my age range, they're really starting to get more interested. And I think that maybe you've kind of seen that where you guys are as well, that it isn't just for, you know, 40 plus year olds to enjoy wine tasting and it's all nice. that it stuff. It is becoming very approachable. Yeah. And the, um, 
Lucy at Siltstone, mm -hmm. that was kind of her mission. I don't mm -hmm. know if you heard that, but so Willamette Valley Wine. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, at Willamette Valley Wine. Yeah. <laughs> How she got that Instagram handle. We still don't know. I know. Honestly, after listening to the second episode, I looked her up and I was like, that is pretty gangster. Uh, yeah. Like, that yes. is awesome. I just love that she was like, tried it out. I got it. Shoot. If I want to sell it, I guess I can sell it. I was like, oh my gosh. What a Instagram mogul. Yeah. I love that. Speaking of Instagram, mm. at yeah. Crushing It Podcast. Ooh. Find all mm. the pictures of Beacon Hill and of Paige, of course. Yes. We have lots of pictures to share. <laughs> I'll have to send them to you. They're really cute. Okay. Um, Fantastic. Do you have an Instagram that you want people to follow you at? <clears throat> um, first and foremost, Beacon Hill. Yes. It's uh, Beacon Hill Wines, not winery. Okay. Good maybe to know. there is a Beacon Hill Winery out there. I'm not sure, but we're. <laughs> you have to buy it. But yeah. you're not that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Beacon Hill Wines. Not, not that one. Beacon Hill Wines. Um, yeah. The website as well. Uh, no, Beacon Hill Winery for our website. Um, yeah, both are really awesome. I uh, kind of been taking over a little bit for uh, the Instagram because they're like, Paige, you're obsessed with it. You should uh, run with it. And I'm like, yes, yes, I should. <laughs> the photos awesome. were, a, were a little not up to par in my taste. So mm -hmm. I was nice. like, I will, I will fix this, guys. Excellent. Don't, don't you worry. But. Give a little life to the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Because, I mean, let's face it. That's how a lot of people find out about things as far as business and whatnot. And just have a good time. And when you're quarantined, what are you looking at? Instagram. Instagram. Yes. But yes, I'm going to get to the next one, ladies, yeah. if you don't mind. Because chatting with you, you all is awesome, but let's uh, get let's to the good the time, stuff. Watch the time. <laughs> Can't do five hours. So next up, we are moving to Pinot 100%. That is our 27, no, 2018 Willamette Valley Pinot Noir. So for this one in particular, we are kind of wanting to showcase our two different vineyards. Whoops. Hey I know how to pour wine. <laughs> A little oh spillage. Thank you. But yeah, we're just wanting to showcase our uh, properties um, because we have two different soils. So um, about 30% of this Pinot comes from this property here at Beacon Hill, which is the Yamhill Carlton ABA. But Yamhill Carlton, it's one of the OGs. Oh, for sure. It produces, it produces the good stuff. We didn't even mention how we know each other. Oh, yes. I guess I should is... have started with that. All roads lead back to you. <laughs> <laughs> On a me. On a me. Yeah. We, Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, that's luckily being in the wine industry, you start to run into the same people. But we yes. all did start. Um, we did together at Onomy. That is how we know each other. Yes. That was my first uh, wine job and you guys were helping me develop uh, with, uh, <laughs> with wine. Good luck. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that was my first wine job as well. This um, label is awesome. Yes. This is map. Yeah. Also, topography. I love topography, actually. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Got a little sidetracked. Sorry, but you know how it is. No, it's Chit chatting. Important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So about 30% is from here at Beacon Hill. And then that mm -hmm. is one of the uh, topography that you see on the label, as you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier. And then the rest of the 70% is from our largest vineyard in the Dundee Hills from La Colina. 
So essentially, you are tasting uh, two different ABAs, so Yamhill Carlton and Dundee Hills. Solid. Yes, mm -hmm. real tasty stuff here. I mean, those um, are, I think, my two favorite ABAs at the moment. Oh man, I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm kind yeah. of trying to ease my way into the other ABAs, but it hasn't been uh, as good as the two, so It's hard, die hard. Saying, it just feels like so comfortable and yeah. so well We're used to the yeah. tails, how good they are. Exactly. We yes. know the soil. Yep. Yeah. Gotta love that dirt. All about it. It's getting uh -huh. dirty with it. <laughs> so the topography on the label yes. and then the um, cabin. And then the, the cabin. Got it all. Yeah, you know, just trying to make it um, kind of modern, but still a little bit retro because of that cabin and the story. Yeah. But this 2018, it is a lovely Stelvin, so screw cap for you folks out there. And why we do it with this one is because it is our um, mass production wine, basically. We make a lot of this. And I, whenever I am pouring for people and talking about it, I say it's the good everyday Pinot. It's the one to kind of grab on a Wednesday night or every night right <laughs> and <Yep>. yeah <laughs> and it's a good intro to pinot i feel like just because of the taste you know just very a lot of fruit nothing crazy as far as acidity and dryness just very palatable so for those that are kind of easing their way into pinot land i think this is a great uh, starter for you to try for sure yeah this is tasty yeah it has a really nice I don't know, like velvety finish almost. I was going to say, the finish is mm -hmm. really nice even though it's so young still. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. It's well, warm years and mm -hmm. amazing fruit. Yes. Yeah. Um, nice. So you guys make a lot of this, but is any of it in a store? No, we're oh, way too small. Nice, yeah. exclusive, only Exclusive here. for all of our wines. Because uh, as I mentioned earlier, we only produce about 1,100 cases here at Beacon Hill for all of our different varietals, you know, so Chardonnay, Riesling, Albarino, and Pinot. And I think that's another reason why I enjoy it here so much because I'm all about little mom and pop businesses, things like that. My parents owned a business a while back in New Mexico, where I'm from, and uh, so I, I get it. I know the grit, but the reward and, you know, ups and downs, and um, I think that's why I really gravitated over here, too. Yeah, this is a yeah, great hell of a mom-and-pop place. Yeah. <laughs> They're still working their 9-to-5 job. They are, yeah. Are they? Uh, yeah, Carla okay. is at Intel. And George is vineyard manager for here and somewhere else, I believe. So wow, yeah, dang, go them. They are busy folk. So. Joke. Um, so okay, you're from New Mexico. I am. I knew that, but how did you make your way up here? Is Thomas from here? Thomas is from here. From yes, Dayton. Dayton. Yes. Okay, that's what, oh yes. Yes, I remember the connection. <laughs> yes, Dayton Pirates. So oh, yeah, go Pirates. <laughs> Okay, and so where did you guys meet? Okay, so we met in New Mexico. He was in the military at the time. And uh, where I'm at in New Mexico, about 25 minutes away, there's a base. And so we met at a very classy establishment called the Dog House. I like it already. Spelled <laughs> D-A- on the list. Where yeah. is a 
we need a doghouse in this area. That's hilarious. Yeah, so we met. It was a military night, and usually I would steer clear from that. Uh, but I was jonesing for a night out with the ladies, and uh, there he was in all his glory and ridiculous dance moves. A beacon, moves. perhaps? <laughs> oh. Dude, it's all coming full circle. Basically, we met at that lovely place and dated for about a year. And he was like, I'm about to get out. I want to go back home. And I was like, sweet, where's home? He said, Oregon. And I was like, sign me up. Fun fact, because eventually, you know, I'll kind of share how I got in the industry. But when I first came up here, he did tell me that he lives in wine country. And so at that time, I absolutely hated wine. Hmm. Hated it. Because barefoot. Because boons? Because mm. boons. <laughs> all those terrible memories. No. I was just into beer and vodka because college student. Both good things. But he was like, you kind of need to open your horizons because <laughs> look what Thomas has done to me. Now I'm obsessed. Whenever I, you know, developed uh, personally and also my palate, I was like, I want to eventually work in a winery. I love everything about it and chatting with people. I want to learn more about it. And uh, yeah, so on a whim, I just took resumes to wineries and I was like, what are you doing, Paige? There's no, you know, have any recommendations and I don't have any previous opportunities as far as in the wine industry. So I was like, they are going to laugh at my resume. Teacher, what? But say la vie, right? Yeah, I think they probably understood. Oh, uh, she needs us. Yes. She needs the wine. <laughs> she does. I hear that teachers need a lot of wine. Yeah. yeah so it was probably, probably a pity hire, but you know what? I'll take it because look where I'm at look now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, at Anami, met you gals. It was a good time. And then I was like, I need something full time. And I was already here at Beacon Hill uh, part-time during the summer, so I'd work at Anami one day, and then I'd be here at Beacon Hill helping out with weddings, being the lead bartender, and lots of wonderful stories with working weddings, let me tell you. They, they get uh, pretty ask. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, a full-time position became available, and I was like, heck yes, sign me up. And I've been here ever since. So I've been here full time for a year now. Um, but overall, I've been here almost two years. So awesome. pretty excited nice. about that. Yeah, so I'm technically the hospitality lead. So kind of tasting our manager a little bit more because I help out with the rentals, social media, all gotcha. that stuff. So okay. I'm a all-in-one package, basically, and nice. still help out with weddings and all that good stuff when we are able to have them, silly COVID, you're the worst. Ugh, the worst. The worst. The Cheers. worst. Cheers. Cheers. Seriously. We Please were talking know. about um, how nice it is to be in this area because yeah. everybody is so nice to each other. Exactly. And like we'll send people yes. to you know spots that we're like, hey, we really like Probably. them. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because even though I'm not at on me, you know, left on good terms for sure, and uh, I send folks your guys' 
way like all the time. They're like, where should we go to next? And I'm glad that you also brought that up because you know we do have folks that are from out of state that are familiar with you know tasting in California, and I guess that's not really common thread to whenever you're at one place to ask where you should go to next. And here we're all about it. We're like, that's a really good point because people are often scared. Yeah, like they're yeah. like, you ask her, you ask yeah. her. Yeah. And then you just have to say, hey, actually, that's a really good way to go from one spot to the next. Ask the Definitely. person that you're with yeah. what their favorite spot is. Exactly. It's a good way to go. And yeah. I do send people out here all the time. You know, because it's that collection, right? Sure. And if you're from out of town, the Country Cruise is really nice. But yeah. also, you know, there's two or three on here that I will say by name. And this sure. is one of them. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Because the, the day I work every couple of months. <laughs> you're welcome. She's sending a lot of people this way. <laughs> that one day we're like, boom, and I'm like, Sarah's working. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know those Saturdays when they happen. Oh, <laughs> gosh. But yeah. yes, it is a good way to... It is. I'm sure you can read reviews and look at pictures, but the people working at the places will send you to places with good wine and good people. Yeah. So if you want an experience For that sure. you're going to enjoy, yes. talk to the people who know. Yeah, because let's face it, when you go somewhere new, and who are you going to ask where to go to next? Not like. the Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, why we have the explicit side. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I'm really stoked that I haven't cursed yet. I was really nervous about that. It's okay. We have the explicit sign. I've been doing good. Kids, <laughs> it's mostly because of you're me. not supposed to be listening to the podcast. Get off yes. the podcast. Yeah, for sure. All right, last you can quote wine, me on that. ladies. <laughs> I just said it, so yeah. Sure. All yeah. right. Pour in. Next up. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for that, and it was really nice because I was like, "Whoa, Ugh. that was I know so that was out there." Goes, I like it. My brain goes <laughs> to different locations. I like it. Oh, the other way. Um, I know you said that you send people to a place and you tell them what they're getting, like why you're sending them there. Yeah. I think it's also nice to, you know, where should we go next? Well, what are you looking for? Exactly. Are you what types of wine do you yeah. like? Are you looking for a view? Or you, you know, like yeah. What are you here for? And so that helps too. Cause Definitely. There's, what is it? 600 and something. 705 wineries. Holy moly. From Portland to Eugene, folks. Wow. So okay, if yeah. you don't find something that you like in this area, you... Don't I, like wine. Yeah. It's just time to move on to the next thing. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Coors Light. Move to Still beer. Still out there. Coors Light. You know. There's lots of good beer. Vodka. There's lots. <laughs> yeah, go to Bend. Have yeah. some beer. Exactly. Portland is the, like, I mean, mecca Most of... microbreweries per capita. Yeah. And strip clubs, but... Strip clubs, yes. But actually, Denver beat us for breweries per capita. Oh, they did? Dang. They did. Um, this year? They did. It or 2019? 2019. Okay. Breaking news. Well, um, sorry, you probably haven't told us what we're drinking. I, you oh, know... right. The conversation was rolling. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. We did it again. Okay, so the last one for us, gals, is our 2017 Beacon Hill Pinot Noir. I wanted to pour this one, A, because we're at Beacon Hill, even though it's not the actual name of it, but it's fine. Not the actual name of the hill. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's uh, all Pinot Noir from this property, and you are receiving two different clones of Pinot Noir. 
I love trying to tell people about clones with Pinot Noir. It literally makes their mind explode because let's face it, I myself didn't know that there's different clones, breeds of Pinot Noir. But uh, just like apples, there's a gazillion. There's yeah, a gazillion. gazillion different types of Pinot. So um, this one in particular is 115 and triple seven for us. So uh, I think both really wonderful Pinots. I enjoyed this one because it kind of changes. So at first, when I first tasted it ever, it was a little bit too um, earthy tones for me. You know, I wasn't getting as much fruit and delicate as far as other Oregon Pinots in this area, especially our Dundee Hills Pinot. But with this one, since we're so close to two other AVAs, so as you thought earlier, it was the Ribbon Ridge, there is the Shehalem Ridge as well across the road. So we're like really neck and neck with two other AVAs. Oh, it's just across the street? Yeah. From us? It's, wow. it's really, really close. So yeah. we'll have to really dive into the map there and get real nerdy with that. <laughs> it's okay, keep going. <laughs> Forget I asked. It's yes, okay. all right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. I <laughs> thought it was. No, no, no. <laughs> Sarah doesn't like maps. I mean, we have the topography on the label, Sarah. We <laughs> gotta, show we you gotta give the people at. they want. I love maps. On the label. I like maps. Oh, you love maps. They're, they're helpful. That's true. But yeah, because of the two AVAs and with ours, where we're at, Yamhill Carlton, I feel like it really has a different setting as far as on your palate. Whenever you smell it, it kind of smells like the typical Oregon Pinots, but the finish, really earthy tones. You can go real nerdy as far as mushroom floor, right? All that good stuff. But um, I just really enjoy that it's not a big old fruit bomb, that you're getting other things on your palate. And I really enjoy it with food. I kind of tell people that it's a foodie wine, that uh, with certain dishes, it kind of really elevates and kind of complements well with one another. But um, a lot of people enjoy it because it's not, uh, the typical Pinot on our flight list. It's something different. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this has been awesome. Yeah. These wines are delicious. They are delicious. This venue is gorgeous, and yeah. I seriously cannot wait to say that I've stayed at the <laughs> the Beacon Hill cabin. Cabin. Yes. It's. Pretty spectacular. I think that you'll really enjoy it. Um, this has been super fun. So thanks, Paige. Yeah, thanks for, you know, thinking I was cool enough to be on your podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. But I mean, luckily <laughs> I'm in the wine industry, so I'm sure that's what it was about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's all about. Otherwise, it'd be really weird. Otherwise, we'd broke into a place. She's born as Yes, New Mexico days. Oh. Here we come. What a doghouse. <laughs> 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 awesome. Thanks, Paige. Yeah. Thanks, Paige. No problem. Yay. Another one. <laughs> another one. Another one. DJ Khaled. Another one. Another one. <laughs> Everybody good? Yeah. I'm good. She's still going. I love the dog. <laughs>
Yes. Thank you, everybody at Beacon Hill. Um, if you would like to go for a fun little tasting like we did at Beacon Hill, uh, definitely make a phone call, 503-662-5212, or on their website at beaconhillwinery.com, you can make appointments. And with the time that we are in, it is a 100% um, suggestion to make appointments, just to be on the safe side. Yeah, you definitely want to contact wineries for what is happening. Everything is always changing here. Um, at this moment in time, wineries can have outdoor tastings and some places can't even get heaters ordered or anything because there's a shortage. And so you definitely want to check it out. I've seen pictures on winery Instagrams of people out tasting in the rain and that kind of thing. And if you're into that, that's great. But otherwise, we definitely encourage a phone call just to get like the lowdown on their situation currently. Yep. Yep. Big time. Um, another shout out to the doghouse in <laughs> in New Mexico. Um, they're currently open. They're open until it uh, looks like uh, 1230 in the morning each night. So um, they're in uh, Port Tales, New Mexico. If you're if you're around or if you're listening in New Mexico, what up, doghouse? Oh, and it is New Mexico. So, of course, they're still open. <laughs> Um, as of the end of December, 2020, thank you. It's almost over. If you do go for a tasting at Beacon Hill, five wines, $20 for the flight and buy a bottle and your flight fee will be waived. Yep. And you'll be greeted by some amazing people and get to taste in a really beautiful spot in the Willamette Valley. A mansion cabin. A mansion cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time when we head to Abbey Road Farms. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs>